Hello and welcome to the Coolcast podcast with me, your host, Stuart Hunter. Join us every episode where I will be sitting down with cool, interesting and enthusiastic people who are just buzzing with energy and creativity. And as a part of the Cool Studios Creative Network. Class. Cool. Right, so, hello and welcome to our first podcast, our first ever episode actually, of the Cool Cast podcast, hosted by me, Stuart Hunter. Finally, we get to sit down with the one and only D. Crooks, the father and the founder of NACM. Hello. All right, Stuart. Hi, how are you? Not bad. Thanks very much. <laughs> right, cool. So, want to kind of capture two things, basically. You and, like, what made you kind of, what gave you the inspiration to build NACN from scratch? Because it's yours, like. Um, and then just want to get a bit of background about you and let our listeners know who who you are and what you're about. Alright, sounds cool. So, a bit about me and why I got into what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, basically, I grew up in Rathcool all my life mm-hmm. and um, was never into sports or anything like that. Um, as you can probably see. <laughs> I'm not saying uh, You're not in any position <laughs> to say anything. Um, it's late. Is it? uh, and um, well, my own, but my own son got caught up in a bit of trouble around the flag protests, and uh, I wanted to look in to see what the hell he was at. Why was he up throwing stones at the water cannons and what was going on? And I, it went from there. Really, started finding out there was nothing really for young people to do. But saying that doesn't mean to say you can go and throw stones at the, <laughs> the place because there's nothing to do. You know, don't want to play football, so racket players. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, but it is what it is, and that's what happened. So that's that's how I got into it, and then I started to do a wee bit of like community work and looking so, to see what I could do. And the then area. did you do? So did you like link up with someone to do community work, or what way did you? How did you like kind of start to dabble in community work? And what way did that look? So through at the time it was Newton Abbey Borough Council. Um, it's now Antrim and Newton Abbey Borough Council. Super councils. Yep. For the amalgamation, it was Newton Abbey, and uh, there was a a community development diploma that was right uh, being offered out to people in the community. And I thought, right, well, I'm doing a wee bit of community work here. I'll give this a wee go and see what it's like. And were you just volunteering? Is that what you were doing at the time? Just volunteering community work? Yeah, yeah. F- volunteering. And we started off, um, so, got well, got enrolled in that wee diploma and I found it very interesting. Got meeting other people that were involved in community work and just through conversation, it, you know, it was exciting. Mm-hmm. It was exciting for me. Uh, something I never thought I was going to do. And uh, took it from there. Just started going along to my wee class every week. And then I got a, a diploma. Right. And then, um, and then what happened then? So when you got your diploma, so where, where does it kind of take you? So did you start to see, wait, there's an opportunity here in Rathcool that I could actually really help? Or were you thinking, right, I just need to get a, any community type job? No, I, I really, I wanted to look into what I could do in Rathcool. Because mm-hmm. that's obviously where I was born and grew up. And that's born and bred, born and bred in Rathcool. And... Just there's a lack of. I noticed through through my diploma, you know, starting to do a bit of research and picking a topic. And topic I picked was Rathcool. Yeah. Other people were picking, you know, getting an extension on the Orange Hall or getting an extension on the, you know, football, whatever. And um, I picked Rathcool because it was something I had an interest in. 
And then was that you? So when you were doing, is that you building building an essay almost? Is that is or what? So the reason why I'm asking that is, what does that all entail? Because I've never done a diploma, so I don't even know what you would look at. So there's probably people listening else and being like, "What do you mean a diploma? Like oh, a diploma?" So it was like, yeah, it was doing a bit of research, finding a bit of background information to the area, and stuff that I started finding out. I was like, didn't know that. Lived here all my life. Never knew nothing about that. Things that we're entitled to as yeah, residents yeah. are asking. Yeah, and then I came across groups that were. Running for years and I'd never heard of them. You know what I mean? What type of groups then? So was it like church groups? Is it? Well, well, yeah. I just I mean, um, so Rathcoole's a, a super output area for social deprivation, and it's class as an area of, of deprivation, um, a neighbourhood renewal area. Right. Which I knew what the hell's neighbourhood renewal? What's that all about? Who are they? Chinese. The I thought it was like a wee community group neighbourhood renewal. To tell you the truth, you know, because I'd never heard of them, but. Um, Neighbourhood Renewal was set up by the by the government back in 2006 and there was 36 different areas all over Northern Ireland that mm-hmm. became areas of deprivation and that's to do with like the lack of qualifications, the lack of jobs, the lack of opportunities, the lack of funding, you know, basically people living on, on, the, on the, the bread line. So it was set up to kind of lift you out of squalor almost yep. and, and provide you with a vision of like we're going to lead you to the future is that was that the the kind of tagline almost? i think that was the idea of of it all and when you read when i was reading the likes of their action plans and i was reading you know what it was set up to do and then reading about Ralph cool what it is and what it's done and i was like frig i'd love to live there this utopia this this great place Elysium. you know yeah but on paper it was amazing but i i started to see different you know so I became a wee bit of a lobbyist as well while there was a found here and going around like asking questions and getting probably up friggin' rattling people's cages and getting up there. Have you anyone in particular you, you tortured to an extent where? I tortured councillors and I tortured people in the council and just all around the place. But look, Steve I'm, Nolan, have you went after him yet? Uh, no. Did you never know? No. He, he, he would never entertain. He would never entertain. But, but I've tried to contact him a few times around looking into a story around Rathcoon and the people mm. of Rathcoon and all but he would never entertain it never get back to you and see see when you say never entertain do you find out a lot though about Rathcoon there's like a there's like this like invisible bubble around Rathcoon and people are like oh we can't go in there we can't do that we can't go near Rathcoon let's paramilitaries then act and then people kind of just always diverted around it like went around a wee bypass and went on somewhere else is that I would say Rathcoon's like many big large housing estates you know I've always said it, Rathcool is the largest loyalist housing state in mm. the world. <laughs> you know, um, I've said it at quite a few places and and, and so it is, mm. you know. Um, there's no getting away from that. But what Rathcool was back in the 80s and what Rathcool is now is two different things, you know. Right. It's, it has come on a good lot, you know, and, and people have um, put a lot of work into Rathcool and for people outside, they're starting now to see more positive things happening. And in terms of, so you been what year were you born? To give everybody a bit of information, a bit of background well, on. Well, I'm you. 21 now. <laughs> <laughs> 21 plus one. <laughs> Stone. Um, I was born 1974, 31st of December. I'm New Year's Eve. Oh baby. yeah. Oh yeah. So you didn't know if you wanted to be 74, 75, kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fell into the 74. Pick, pick and choose. No, the reason the reason why I'm asking, I'm sure like the Rathcoole that you grew up in, 
mm-hmm. and they're as cool as there is now are com- two different completely places now i'm all right i'm, I'm right on the yeah you know yeah I mean? so i'm sure there's, there'll be people listening to this who think i'm rath cool give that a wee listen and the rath cool that they remember well for people who don't know anything about rath cool rath cool was one of the largest housing states in western europe at one stage right. and if you compare that to the likes of dungannon right Seventeen and a half thousand people that in the mid eighties lived in Rathcoole. Se- Seventeen and a half thousand, and there's there's never been a community centre. There's never been a facility that the community could come together in or anything like that, and you know come together and run programs or anything like that. You have a like a like a real kind of organic facility, hub. Yeah, the just, heart of the community. There's never yeah, been yeah. that, you know. Um, but if you look at Dungannon, the same amount of people lived there. That's a town. Rathcoole's in the state because Dungannon's built of. Well, it's got well, hotels, the, leisure centres, uh, it's got Main Street shopping, it's got Cineplex, it's got all that sort of stuff. Rathcoole doesn't even have a community centre, so, I mean, it's a lost lost cause, you know, um, yep. and Concrete Jungle, basically. Concrete Jungle, very good. And, and was the Rathcoole Renewal Partnership, that was supposed to lift it out of that, but wasn't it? It was supposed to bring all that to... Yeah, to Rathcoole. There was a guy uh, called Noble from Oxford University that came over and he had been given the, the task to collect the data and collect all this information about different areas mm-hmm. and people on job seekers, sick, people with no qualifications. That deemed Rathcoole as an area of deprivation. Um, and Rathcoole sits in the top 10% areas. And deprivation, that's just need. Is that what that is? It's, it's more poverty. Poverty. It's poverty. Right. It's need. It's It's social need as well social and economic need you know what I mean right. investment all that sort of stuff lack of education attainment all those sort of things all add to being a neighbourhood renewal area so anybody that was kind of able to kind of pull herself together and go and work for a living or do something with their life had to leave Rathcoole had to go maybe even at that maybe at that time as well maybe the 80s and 80s had to go to England almost mm. or Belfast so that's probably so there was never actually any opportunities within the heart of Rathcoole because no, there's nothing no. breeding it almost no, is abs- that right absolutely nothing no opportunities at all so bringing us up to 2020 sorry up to 2020 where's it at now where do you see Rathcoole now 2020 I see Rathcoole with um, I see a, a good vision for Rathcoole so I do um, just doing the work that I've been doing over the last from 2013 with NACN, uh, I I just see there there's a lot more those people that I annoyed and those people <laughs> that I got on their up their goats and stuff. I think we were all at fault. You know what I mean? Maybe how I went about things and went after people, like trying to hold people to account and getting the the own up for you know this is your fault and all the rest <laughs> of it. It really wasn't the system was the system's fault the way it was set up. You were just passionate enough to drive it to say yeah. we want change almost. Yeah, and no I think I think it took someone like me to just keep at them. And but people that I did get up their goats are now big supporters and and like a lot of the councillors, a lot of people in council, mm. um, and even in Stormont MLAs, people not even from this area are now starting to grasp what Rathcoole's about and what what opportunities can come from Rathcoole. If you give them a chance, like if you actually mm. give them a bit of time a day, and especially our our projects that we've put together, you know, we we've we've gazed everything around the creative industries, and we've we've built up a network of support and people who believe 
in the young people that come here. And obviously, I'm, I'm an employee at NECN, so it may sound like me asking you all these questions, be like, as if I don't know, but I'm trying to capture as much as I can for the listeners to let them know that what I, who you are and what NECN's about. Um, one of the things that I've noticed about NECN is the, the, the quality of craft that the young people have produced from their talents and skill. And Did you ever see that an opportunity, before you built NECN, did you ever see an opportunity for a place for them to go within Rathcool before, whether it be... And the reason why I'm asking that is, like, did you ever see anywhere like this before? Well, before I built NECN, I tell you, the, the, the one of the first things we did is we set up... Um, uh, a family support group right. with for kids with autism. That was really? one of the things that was set up. It, it's still running. Star, a uh, family support group, and the chairperson Kelly, who uh, is chair of NACN, she she looks after that group. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the first groups, and I never really thought I was going to set anything up around creative industries because there's no facility for us. There was nowhere to go. We didn't have any finance. We didn't have any money. There was nothing there. We didn't have the support. So it was a group uh, up in Glen Gormley called Queen's Park Women's Group. Um, Sharon and Ina, um, mother and daughter. And they, they run a group up there. They were they were very helpful towards the group. And they, they let us come in and give us a room once, twice a week. And what, what I found was kids that, that didn't want to do the sports or the football because all Rathcool has at the time, there's football, football feel the way you go uh, and play football. Enjoy yourself. Not everybody wants to do sport or football. And so I'd ask some some young ones, what do you want to do? And it was singing and it was drama, it was photography. It was, And I'm pretty much into photography and Aye. all that sort of stuff. So I thought, right, we'll give this a go. And it's grew from there, really. Yeah. Yep. It, it's amazing. Like the, the stuff the stuff that you're able to do and the stuff, like the vision that it's got at the where it is now, and the facilities that are actually in here that you've put together and brought together, it all grew out of a wee room, and like, and then you got another room, and then you've just built on top of it and added. And as other opportunities came, you've kind of just added new parts in. So the recording studio, the the lab, the three D printer lab, like mm-hmm. it's all in. You wouldn't come driving in the Rathcoole, you would never imagine that all those facilities are available all within one wee tiny, when, tiny unit. When and people come in here in the demo, they're like. How do you fit all this in here? But this used to be a warm want. A, warm, a charity shop? Charity shop. Yeah. So it was. And we got this place here. Um, it was, um, at the time, the leader of the Ulster Union's party was Mike Nesbitt. Right, okay. And uh, one of the, the local uh, councillors uh, in Newton Abbey Borough Council was Mark Cosgrove. Right. And they, they sort of helped us and put the, the word in there saying, like, give them a chance, give them an opportunity for the Northern Ireland Housing Executive. So... Only for them, we probably wouldn't have got this. And when we when we got it, then it was a bare shell. Yeah, but, literally four walls. But but still to the day, we do, still don't have our own toilet. We don't have heating. I'm sitting here actually shivering, <laughs> feeling a wee bit cold. Um, and we have to go down the car car door and share toilets with with the public, which I'm fine doing that. But whenever you have kids in, yeah. it, it becomes a bit of an issue. And they're just coming in wanting to sing. And they would like to be able to wash your hands in the same room, like or not the same room, but in, within that kind of complex, almost. You know, what I mean, without having to go and share it with a public domain. Like, well, you know, like, I mean, like, doing the, the work that I've done. I, mean, I started out. Um, it wasn't in the arts or creative industries. It was more lobbying, looking at the housing issues in Rathcoole. It was looking at facilities and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. 
But over time, I've got to work with people from other communities, and right. I've got to see what they've managed to get and how their communities benefiting from the approach that they've taken. You know, and my 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 passion sometimes is overruled how I've went about things and annoyed people and maybe went about it the wrong way. But that's all changed. It's not like that no more. Uh, you know, um, I've apologized to people who <laughs> I shouldn't have spoke to in certain ways and things like that. But you know, people forgive us, and because they see the work that we're doing now, it shines. I how it was, how you get into it. And Here, the, listen, the benefit. Yeah, it's there's an apology made, so it it is what it is, you know. But so you see, when you were saying about you, you done your diploma right in community work, and and you went down that road. When I look at community work, when I was when I was young, fourteen, fifteen, around about Rathcoul, a youth worker would have came along. They were all lovely, but we did. Let's talk about. The Catholics and the Protestants. Let, let's talk about the, the no man's land that was across the road at the Valley Leisure Centre. It was just a killing ground. But that it, that still happens. Every weekend. You still have to like, talk about that. So, so, but is that are they still doing that now? Is that still what they're doing today? Is that the still conversations they're having? You think, it's 2020? Like, yeah, it is. Surely I mean, you're looking at... IMAX. It is. It depends, where, it depends what project you're on. It depends right. who your funder is. So if you have a funder there that's specifically looking at good relations, like a European-funded body... They're they're wanting you. It's a box ticking exercise. They're they're wanting you to talk about us and them and Protestants, Catholics, and and all that sort of stuff. But what we find in here is leave that at the door. It's not about we're we're focusing on young people and how we can nurture young people and bring them in. Doesn't matter who they are, what they are, where they're from. If they're interested in wanting to sing a song, they want to write a song, play a guitar. What harm are they doing? They're, exactly. they're kids. Yeah, you know no good reasons in there. And how can you be threatened from a 14, yeah. 15 year old kid coming in over the door to sing a wee song? Singing an acoustic version of Silent Night or something, do you know what I mean? And they're just yeah. expressing their thing. It's it's crazy, but you, you you still find, whenever you were at the very early stages of, of building any scene, were you getting pushed down that road in, in a sense? Were people maybe trying to latch on and be like, oh, well, we could turn this into this and do that? Is that was that, and did you have to struggle to kind of steer that out of all that? Or no, not really. Um, not really. Uh, well, we, we sort of got our, our head round wanting to do performing arts and go down that creative route. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that's that you normally see in a Protestant community, and in, in a Catholic nationalist community, you'll you'll. The performing arts is a big thing, and it's yeah. been a big thing for years. I don't know, using the term poofy, poofy, poofy. <laughs> is that you not something I mean? you sit on? Is that uh, a poofy? But in your your granny you sofa, I mean? you know, we get involved in, for a wee lad to get involved in your wee poof uh-huh. or yeah, so that you know what I mean. But there's stigma around it, like isn't there? Yeah, but look at Hollywood. Look at the big actors, and they're making a fortune. Not calling Brad Pitt poofy. No, they're not. His brother Armpit's getting called <laughs> poofy, like. <but> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a crowd joke but yeah but I, know, I know what you mean I know what you mean when I was in school the only qualification I got was performing arts and I and I think at the time that's because you're a drama queen I love it man I love it I, honestly do my makeup now right now as I sit here but um, whenever uh, when I was in school like we done performing arts and no one wanted to do it no one wanted to get involved and I was like oh, I went it's crack it's just a bit of crack it's a bit of fun Yeah, it's hard like you have to put you have to apply yourself but it almost instills that sense of discipline within you, you know, and and I think if if you know as a young person, well, I need to be, I need to show up, I need to be there every week, I need to put the work in, put the effort in, learn my lines, and and just 
give it a hundred percent, it can open up a lot of doors for you. You know, oh, yeah. And, and to know that you could get a lot of doors open, tell you from the heart of Rathcool. There's people who have probably grew up and left Rathcool, and they're looking back and being like, no hope in there. And then when they see and they see him coming up out of the clouds, like, wow! It has wow. a lot of people that I know who no longer live in Rathcool. Yeah. Um, have been in contact with me and they've said, "That's brilliant." I wish that was around whenever I lived there. Yeah. You know, the amount of people have said that to me, you know, I've lost count. It's scary. Yep. And, and people, so give us a bit of a snapshot about the, the young people today in Rathcool, about what what's the kind of, ha, if they have a, a skill or a talent, what are they having to do? Like, in order to go in and utilize that talent, have they had to go out of Rathcool? Is that kind of what's happening? Yep, pretty much so. Um, but, 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 but for many young people, um, they don't have the, that opportunity. There, there's performing arts groups in Belfast, or you know, in centre in the centre of town. And if you're lucky enough that your mum and dad can afford to mm-hmm. send you to drama school or whatever, way you go and fill your boots, you know, well done. But there's a lot of kids in the area that just don't have that. There's there's, there's still twenty twenty. There's still a lot of barriers. But one of the visions of NACN is is that we're going to pull those barriers down, rip them down. And provide young people with um, the same quality of uh, provisions, with the the less sort of extreme outlays. You know, a twenty two pound fifty for a day a drama, three hours, like and that what every Saturday? Would every, that be? Saturday every Saturday. You know? So you're talking that's that's it's a lot of money. Uh, that's a lot of money for you know what's that eighty odd pound a month just to 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 want to learn to sing or dance and, or, and, or and, just and it's also widely known that unless you're from a more affluent area where who the Maloon Road <laughs> unless you're from yeah. the Maloon Road you don't get the big parts I thought you were from the Maloon Road there no. when you said that you know um, Cherry Valley Cherry, <laughs> cherry Tree and mm. Cherry Valley the, uh, yeah no I know what you mean and, and it's not and there's a lot of people so normally when I was when I was younger like I remember you used to have to go down to like Green Island the community centre and, pro- and do an audition for Aladdin and I remember you you couldn't get down. My mum didn't drive. She, I didn't know how to get the train. Didn't know how to get the bus. And then the anxiety of having to get three buses across Belfast to go and mm-hmm. you, you know even if you got the your bus fare and do that, to have to travel outside of your own community to do that. People don't want to. You know they don't they want to kind of walk to a diamond, get a chip, mm-hmm. get a hungry hound, the famous hungry hound, and then come up the stairs. So what's next? What so what's the plans? And so you've got NEC and so you've built a facility. You've, you've, there's a recording studio there's a ton of equipment like it's kitted out with the best of gear what's next for NEC and what's your envision in the IT I mean it's a, what a bucket of paint can do is, <laughs> does wonders do yes, you know what I mean yeah, we're, yeah. we're sitting in this old building here and yes it looks grand we've got you know canvases painted out and I'm, I'm looking at one here now and it's got all the writing on it youth empowerment and music production social enterprise you know DGM programs, mm. all that sort of stuff, but we're we're in an age now where COVID, this whole new thing of COVID, it's mm-hmm. like, like it'll make or break, eh, won't it? Wow, so like nobody ever expected this, Aye. you know. But moving on, our vision for for NACN is um, we we've been working very very closely with the Northern Ireland Executive, we've been working very closely with the Department for Communities. And it's the Department of Communities that oversees neighbourhood renewal. Right, okay. So, um, and and we've been getting watched. We've been on the radar. You know, they've seen the work that we're doing is having a big impact on an area of social need. 
and it's it's really good to say that you know those departments are stepping in and working with us so that we can um update our premises down the hall and we're going to have like our own you know they're going to put a bit of investment in get our own toilets well it's very much needed and the thing is it's it's long overdue many other communities have got large injections of investment we haven't and it's now maybe just our time and it's probably been they've been waiting for a group that has the capacity to be able to run a program and be able to maintain and sustain running projects and stuff you know it's not hollow inside it's it's no this is this has started from something that's been built up and it's a solid foundation to say, no, 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 we're going to keep going and do what we're doing. A lot of work's went into this, yeah. you know. Um, a lot of sleepless nights. A lot of sleepless nights. I, myself, um, there's me, but we also have, I mean, yourself, just uh-huh. now working here. So we've created two in jo- jobs along with, you know, myself. Um, we've created the two jobs. So the next stage is, is, is to build on that and bring more people in. You know, um, like uh, the the skills around the music production. It runs in the booth there, shouting me, me. Yep. So gives <laughs> a job, gives a job. <laughs> and that's that. That's our aim. You know, um, the likes of Ron there, and we've got Ricky. We've we've got a we've a committee. Um, where through the charity commission, you know, we we've worked hard to get that. We we've been funded through the Paul Hamlin Foundation. We've now got a five-year big lottery program running. Um, probably the biggest investment ever brought into Rathcool. Um, we're very proud that we've, yeah. we've managed to do that, but it's not stopping there. I mean, and, and you brought it in yourself. Like it's just—it's literally been you bringing it in, doing all the all the kind of talking and the and the chatting and the, the applying and the writing. And has that just been you on your own doing it? To be honest. Yeah, I mean, I I went back to uni. I went back to school and right. I did a degree. Uh, in community development and through that process I started to, to get a better understanding of what to do Aye. and what not to do right okay yeah so you kind of took it right okay so you kind of thought right this is how I was doing it which is not right <laughs> but then it's it's driven out of passion if you're never if you're never taught how to do it and you're just kind of thought I'll just get stuck in here and see what happens yeah yeah it's, but one of the big things I learned is don't listen to everybody Right, okay. Just don't, so just don't a lot of whispers happening. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need right. to find out for yourself. And I think, um, now nah, it's like, whatever ducks back. When oh, you just don't care now. Like, don't care. Yeah. Listen, listen to people and go, that's okay. But that's not what we're about, you know. So, so here's a question. For anybody that's listening, and they're sitting thinking, do you know what? I'd love to start something up and get something off the ground. What would you say to them? This is what you need to do. What would you be your, your big top tips for anybody that kind of wants to... Get the ball rolling. Whether it be they want to start up a knitting club and they want to make it professional, or they want to start up a. I don't a know. Maybe you could answer club. that one about a knitting club. I haven't a clue. Uh, you know, two loops to the left and one to the right. That's <laughs> I, don't, I don't into know. Into the bunny hole <laughs> in a big tree. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I was thinking more men's gymnastics. Not in plan. Just I have a dusty leotard now, so I want. I'm sure you have. <laughs> was sick of doing backflips in the garden, you know. But no, but what I'm, what I'm saying is. Like if someone was listening to this and they think, do you know what, I'm inspired, I want to get stuck in and do something in, in my community. It doesn't have to be someone in Rathcool. What what would you recommend they, they kind of do just to, to get that ball rolling? For, firstly, I, I would ask myself, I'm I passionate enough? Because if I got the hunger to, to, to push through with this, it's, it's a lot of hard work. You do have to prove yourself to a lot of people. Right. You do have to prove yourself, like, 
you know, to to run something like this doesn't run on its own. You need you need to have a, a group of people around you that you can trust. Right, okay. And um that you can uh call on when you need that bit of support. But not only that, to run something like this you need investment. Right, oh, right. So cash flow is kinda your Yeah, your yeah. yeah. You, and is that a killer? Like if you if you run out of cash you're not making it like is that the way you see it? Well group groups do 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 run on very very low mm. um income and, and and run things for free and foundry and stuff like that but to, to make it to where i think where we're pushing equipment mm-hmm. y- you need to know how to write application forms you right. need you need to know how to understand the criteria of application forms and you need to know um you need to know what you're wanting out of an application form. Like to write an application form, that's fine, but if it, if what you're after doesn't fit the criteria, you waste your time. Aye. Do you know what I mean? So, so uh, if that criteria is, we only supply vending machines, and you're asking for a kitchen sink, what are you doing? What are you wasting your time for? No, I get, I get what you mean. So, kind of summing it up, summing it up. I could ask you a million questions about NACM. I I feel like I live here. I want to live here. That's my. I'd set up bunk beds out the back of my like and stay here all the time. But you're not allowed. You have to get home. I know. <laughs> I know. Is that me? Is that a sign around this up? Mm-hmm. But what, what one of the things is what's what's been the biggest success so far from NACM? One of the biggest successes, I think, the biggest success for NACM is the National Lottery Community Fund. I think. Okay. I think. Um, having those guys see that what we're doing there's a lot of worth in it and believing in us that we can deliver this project for young people in an area that is socially um need need to, needs in it. need yeah. yeah yeah you know so i think that's been one of our big successes and from there we're going to build on that and it's not going to end there you know um we our vision is to open up our own art center in rothkill well, but I'll tell you about that another time. Oh well, that'll be for episode two because we'll have to leave it there. But so I hope we've captured enough about you, and that's a bit of a taster. Um, there's going to be a lot more episodes about NICN and and the kind of internal framework and different people who's kind of involved in it and what their actual role within it is. So we got to speak to you, the founder and the father of NICN. Um, and a pain in the ass at some point, I would imagine you were whenever you were kind of getting down that road. But how does anybody find you? If anybody wants to find you. To, to follow your socials, what's your links? Tell us. So Cool Studios, Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, uk. You know, or just ask Stuart. Give, give me a shirt. I'll get it up on the feed. Hope it does. Listen, thanks very much. Hope no everybody problem. enjoyed this. And there's going to be a lot more episodes to come from NAC and There's a lot more things to be talked about. And um, it's, it's exciting. Scary, but exciting, you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice Thanks fun. very much. Tune in next time. Thank you, D. Cheers, Stuart. Appreciate it. The Cool Podcast with Stuart Hunter.